This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by the Gain, Grow, Retain Podcast, hosted by Jeff Brunsbach and Jay Nathan, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. Gain, Grow, Retain is built to inspire SaaS and technology leaders who are facing day-to-day challenges of scaling. Jeff and Jay share conversations about growing and scaling subscription businesses with a customer-first approach. Check out all the episodes. Recently, they did one on onboarding. Such a key thing when you want to get going, keep and retain those clients. So listen to gain, grow, retain wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz, and my guest today is Alex Sanfilippo. He is the host of the top-rated podcast called Podcasting Made Simple. He's also the founder of podpros.com, a software company focused specifically on the podcast industry. Alex and his team have created popular services like Podmatch, a service that matches podcast guests and hosts together for interviews, and Podcast SOP, a project management tool that helps podcasters keep up with their episode releases. So guess what we're going to talk about today, Alex? I'm guessing it's going to be podcasting, but I just have a hunch. We're <laughs> going to talk to podcasters. Yeah. Welcome Thanks to the for show. Having me. You know, I'm going to tell a quick little story here. I'm going I'm to hand it over to you because it is your show. But when I was getting ready to start podcasting, I looked up podcast episodes about podcasting. And I actually found your show. Mm. It was an episode that you did with John Lee Dumas. And it was titled Everything You Need oh, to Know yeah. About Podcasting. It was actually May 1st, 2019. Still holds up today. I went back and re-listened to it. But he talked about getting your hands dirty, learning everything in podcasting. And you completely agreed with that. And that really shaped me as a podcaster early on. So I'm kind of a product of what you've done on this show. So thank you again for having me. This is like the biggest honor ever to be here. So thanks. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I, I always love to hear that a few words that I uh, babble you know, sometimes <laughs> help people. So that's awesome. So, so let's hear a little bit about your journey. I mean, why focused on podcasting and podcast? Yeah. Tools? So before this, I have a long background in the aerospace industry. And before somebody's listening, thinks I was somebody cool. I wasn't an astronaut. <laughs> I wasn't a fighter pilot, and I wasn't even a real engineer. I just worked behind a computer and, and basically ran operations for an organization. And I was working my way to a senior position, and that company thoroughly enjoyed it. One thing about the aerospace industry, and I'm not dogging the company I was with because they were a really nice group of people but it's a very competitive space. And after I think about year 12, I was like, you know what? I think I want some sort of change. And I think I want to try being an entrepreneur because as a kid, I had a few interactions as an entrepreneur. And I was like, I think I want to go back to that. I really like that feeling. And so for me, John, not knowing what I was doing as an entrepreneur, I was like, I'm going to start a podcast and talk to people who have successfully left a nine to five job and moved into some sort of entrepreneurship role. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to start doing that. And something I realized right when I got into podcasting, I mean, I just referenced your episode, like that was free. I didn't pay to listen to that. It's such an abundance mindset area. Like, I mean, this part of the world, I can't even call it like even like any sort of marketing. Like, it's just like the channel of podcasting for like lack of a better term is just a great group of people. And I just saw this abundant mindset in the industry. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go all in on this. Like, I love this. So I stepped into podcasting, did a good job growing my show at that time. And the first chance I got to develop software for the industry, I jumped all in on that. So, you know, you mentioned something as I listen to you talk about it. I think one of the best ways, best motivations for getting into podcasting is something you just mentioned. I, you know, it's, it almost started as a research project yeah. for you, right? Talking to people. Same for me. I started my first couple episodes were with authors who were way more established than me, but I 
I knew I could give them something, a little bit of an audience, and but I really wanted to talk to them. You know, it wasn't about like who's listening or can I attract advertisers? It just became a vehicle. And I think that's a really pure reason to start. Isn't you know, it? I really think it is because here's the one reason for that. And it's the same for you, I'm willing to bet. You're curious. So you ask really good questions. Even if you don't have experience as an interviewer, you still ask good questions because you actually want to know the answer versus just what's the next question yeah. I can ask this guy, right? Or this lady, like, well, how do I continue the conversation? No, it's you're truly oh, curious. And that makes for a great episode for somebody to listen to. I can't tell you how many free coaching sessions <laughs> I have acquired over the years <laughs> from doing this. Too. I've definitely had people on the show. I'm just like, they really know how to do that. I want to know how to do that. And hey, maybe somebody will get some benefit. John, listening. if guys like you or I ever get the bill from all these coaches we've had on, we're in some serious <laughs> trouble. <laughs> So, so, you know, here's the burning question. We'll get this out of the way. I, you know, there are billions of podcasts now. <laughs> I don't know what the real number is, but I'm just going to go with billions. Should I start a podcast? Yeah, I think so. And, you know, you had a great episode with Dan Franks uh, on February 23rd, uh, 2022, that covered this question really well. Like, is it too late to start a podcast? I say yeah. no, it's yeah. not. As long as you don't go general. So I'm going to add that to it. If you say I want to be the next, and right. I, I hate that everyone gives this example. I'm going to do it. You already know what name I'm going to say. But if you want to be the next Joe Rogan, it's just not going to work. And I don't say it to be negative or mean to anybody, but you've got to have a very narrow, specific focus and not even go after all of the listeners. I'm doing air quotes there. But, you know, all the listeners, the idea is to really hone in on what you're looking for. And if that's the case, I say starting a podcast is a great move for just about anybody or any company. Well, yeah. And I think one of the ways to really narrow it is, you know, I tell business owners all the time, I mean, who's your target market? Start interviewing them. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> That'll yeah. be a great show <laughs> because it'll be great content for you. And who knows, you might actually stumble across somebody who could become a client. So it doesn't have to be, as you said, you don't have to say, I'm going to take on the world of marketing, you know, even, I mean, it's, it, it can be really in your backyard. You know, frankly. something else really interesting that you just mentioned there. I've never had this happen, but I used to hire a lot of people like in aerospace. Like one of my primary things was hiring people for, it was a massive organization. And I never once had this happen. But if somebody said, oh, I learned how to do marketing, let's just use that as an example, because I started a podcast and interview people about it. You can check it out here. I would have hired that person on the spot, even if the podcast never had a listener, because that means they were really devoted to learning the craft in a way that I'd never seen anyone else do it. So something as simple as that, like think about like creatively what a podcast could be for you. That's one example that I just thought of off the top of my head. Like there's yeah. many other applications I could have used there as well. So many people are familiar with this format that you and I are doing because obviously they're listeners and I've been interviewing people for years. What, what are some kind of out of the box formats that you're seeing people do or even applications. I, I ran into somebody the other day that said that they've got, you know, hundred employees and they're distributed now. And this just, they do a podcast that is purely <laughs> an internal vehicle, communication vehicle. So what are some things? Yeah, you're that seeing? one is really smart. I think we're going to see more and more of that, even with small companies, because it yeah. just keeps the culture right. Everyone's hearing it every day. That's a smart one. One that's like, I've not seen a lot of John, but I really want to start seeing more of is more of the the story type podcast. Like right now you see like the big ones, like Wandery mm -hmm. is a big network that does this. Yeah, they have like right, Business right, right, Wars right. is one of them I really enjoy or NPR. And it's more like a story. It's got sound effects in it. I would love to see somebody do something more like that, but not such, such a big network, right? With just a few employees maybe doing something like that. I think there's a lot of room for growth there because the engagement is really solid on those. But that's one type of podcast I'd actually love to hear more of. Now, I'm not ever going to undersell the power of interview. Like this is the, in my mind, the most powerful form of podcasting. But the other thing is solo casting. And John, you probably know yeah. this about it. It can be hard to listen to if they're long episodes. 
They've got to be short. They've got to have one single topic. And the, the person has to have the right cadence. I've done a few solo episodes, but if I can be fully, fully transparent here, I think I talk too fast. So I think some people are like, oh my gosh, it's so much information. But if you get somebody that has the right yeah. cadence with their voice and they can keep it really precise and really short, I think that there's a lot of room in the solo episode world too. You know, it's funny. And of course, this is going to sound like I'm patting myself on the back, but I, I do... I don't know how often, once yeah. a month, maybe a solo show. And I get more feedback from those from people because I do typically take a topic and just teach on it. And so I do think sometimes the the listener who's out there that's like, oh, that's you know a different thing they get. They feel like they take something away. Sometimes these interviews, you get great actionable things. Sometimes you just hear people kind of you know talking to each you know, other. You know, I'd love to ask you a question on that because you've got <laughs> a bit of a hybrid model now. You've been interviewing since 2005 on this show. But then at some point you introduce yeah. the, the solo episodes. Do you find, like you're saying, you get more feedback on them. Do you find that the audience also learns from those? Like, is it a good model to have like the, the hybrid? Is that something you're going to stick with? And now let's hear from a sponsor. Running a business is a lot like, I don't know, running a pirate ship. You've got your eye on the prize and the entire crew to coordinate. With customizable options, HubSpot CRM platform is carefully crafted in-house so your business can keep running in ship shape. Its powerful suite of marketing tools work seamlessly together so you and your teams can deliver a better experience for your customers. Consider it a treasure map with a very clear X marks the spot. With HubSpot, save, reuse, and share your best performing emails with your team for a faster and more consistent way to communicate with prospects. Use social media tools to schedule and publish updates, monitor terms, and analyze performance. You can even use bot builders to create robust, automated, multi-channel campaigns. Learn how to grow better by connecting your people, your customers, and your business at HubSpot.com. I think I'm going to stick with it because it because of the feedback. You know, if I wasn't getting positive affirmation, I'd probably say, "Oh, you know, I'm shedding listeners." You know, <laughs> by doing those, but but I don't think that that's the case. In fact, though, they get downloaded more too. So I think that I think that it's. You know, I don't know if it's an interruption to the people that are used to, you know, the normal thing, but I do think partly because of my style is I, I, I treat them almost like works, mini workshops. So, you know, I do give a lot of actionable things and, you know, so, so hopefully people do, but whether, you know, that's something I want to dive into is, is some of the, you know, the run of show, you know, kind of stuff. Um, I always think, find it funny when I look at somebody, you know, you go on iTunes and you listen to the length of all their shows and like one show is five minutes, one's 92 minutes. <laughs> and I wonder if, you know, we get comfortable listening, like what to expect from a show. Do you feel like that's a mistake to be kind of all over the place? You know, one time I'm going to talk about this, one time I'm going to go a lot longer, one time it's going to be me. You know, I think that podcast episodes should be as long as they're good, for, for lack of a better term. Like sure. as long as it's good, it should be, it, it should continue to be an episode, but it's better to have some sort of rhythm. Imagine if you're watching a TV show, like let's just compare yeah. it to that because a lot of people exactly. do that. If it's Tuesday, <laughs> yeah. like let's go yeah. back when you couldn't watch them in whenever you wanted, right? <laughs> but if it was Thursday right. at 530, I remember it was like even a kid watching shows at that time and my mom knew it was over at six. So I was guaranteed to sit down for dinner. I could start at 530. She was fine with it. If that episode or that show was 40 minutes sometimes, 50 minutes sometimes, 10 sometimes, yeah. she would say, no, you're not watching that show because I don't know when it's going to be over. And I think subconsciously, right. many of us are still wired that way. So I think, sure, you can yeah. see the amount of time that it's going to be. But I think that if people are used to, okay, my commute, I get to listen to John. It's always yeah, about the same exactly, amount of time exactly. or it's going to last just as long as my workout. I'm happy with that. 
But if people start having to feel like, oh, it's over already, or oh man, this episode's really long, I'm gonna have to listen to it over three workouts. I think that's a little bit of a problem. The consistency and the amount of time of a podcast I've seen with my numbers has always helped it. Now, granted, there's always an exception. I had an episode one time that I think was 50 minutes or like 49 minutes and change. And all the rest are about 30, 35 minutes. That episode did well, but it was really good the entire time. People stayed engaged with it. Yeah. 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 I think to your first point, you know, it's like people would say, how long should a video be? You know, well, as long as you can be entertaining, right? right <laughs> on a video and not, and most people can't be entertaining very long. So, I, you know, that's always been my belief that people have listening behaviors and, you know, they walk the dog or they run on the treadmill or something. And, and that's when they want to consume. And so you kind of establish that habit. So it's a little bit risky to break it up, I think. A lot of people, I get a lot of questions for, you know, tech, the tech side of podcasting. Where do, where, you know, there's great blog posts. There's great, you know, John Lee Dumas, I think you mentioned, maybe at the outset of the show. I can't remember if we were recording yet, but no, we were mentioned John's oh, yeah, show. we were recording. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And he, he really got his start in that pod, you know, podcast paradise or paradise podcast thing. So he was really heavily into teaching people that he's got some great info there. Where do you send people to, to kind of figure out the tech they need? So I use Buzzsprout as my hosting provider, which most people that are familiar with podcasting these days, you have to have a hosting provider. Buzzsprout has a really good tutorial on how to start a podcast and they have all these subcategories. They've done a really good job just building like the ultimate guide to launching a show and then understanding that my problem, John, and you had an even bigger problem when you got started because of how long ago it was. There was no education out there when you started. For me, it was figuring out what kind of yeah. mic I needed. Like there's so many yeah. options out there. And I finally ended with one that that has, I forget the name. I'm not the technical guy at all. But basically, if I step two feet away from this mic, you can't hear it. And when I started my yeah. podcast, I, I was in a condo. And so you have shared walls. And at first I started with like a Yeti mic, which was a great mic. But if my neighbors were walking, you could hear it. If someone flushes the toilet, yeah, you can hear yeah. it, right? Like I need—I didn't have a true studio, so I needed a <laughs> mic that if you're two feet away, you can't hear it. Learning those things was yeah. a really tough thing for me. But now, yeah, I think Buzzsprout's doing a good job with it. There's a ton of YouTube channels now. Basically, I'd look it up topically, but I do think still the number one piece of advice I give to people is to find somebody who's experienced, that you like their style, that you've learned from, yeah. and find a way to connect with that individual. Even if you pay them for a little bit of coaching time, I'm telling you, you can save thousands of dollars just by meeting with that person, getting their advice. Yeah, it's funny. Um, you mentioned that, you know, back in the day kind of talk. It was actually not only hard to do a show, it was hard to get people to listen to a show. I mean, they we didn't have, you know, the apps on ID. Yeah. You, know, you couldn't even listen in the car. I mean, that wasn't even was, an option, right? <laughs> yeah, it was we had pod catchers. You had to subscribe to a specific tool that you would, you know, log into then and you it you'd tell it what show you know, it used RSS feeds. You would tell it what show and then you could listen to that show. But I mean, teaching people how to actually listen to your show was as much a battle as getting it recorded. So, pretty we you know, this technology you and I are recording on Riverside today. You know, we're both using, I don't know, $600 microphones that make us sound good. Uh, we're recording them locally. You know, this show gets uploaded um, so that even if you and I have a bad connection, it it still comes out, you know, crystal clear. So, I mean, the you know, and but I do think that, I do think the expectations have been raised, right? You know, when I first started it, people would listen to a crappy show because what option did <laughs> yeah. they have? But now, you know, you've got NPR in in the game and you've got, you know, these professional studios in the game. So I think uh, the, it, it's worth spending maybe twice what you thought you were going to have to spend for some of the equipment, I think, because people expect. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Talking about like the change of tools, like back in the day for podcasting, I mean, back in the day, definitely meant 2005, but also meant 2018 when I started, like just a few yeah. years yeah. 
in the past at this point. Yeah. Like the, the technology and the rate of change in podcasting is huge. And going back to what we were just talking about, I do recommend making a small upfront investment because you might, for, this is my forever mic. I'll be real. There's better microphones out there, but I don't, I'm never yeah. going to need another microphone. I'm never going to need another video right. camera. Like I've got all the tools that I need and it's streamlined it so much. You kind of have to compare what's it worth my time or my money. I will always rather spend money than give up my time. And thankfully that podcasting sure. hit this point now, the tools are just getting better and better that you yeah. just have to make yeah. that consideration for yourself. Which would I rather do? And one little hint for somebody who's listening is like, oh, I don't know if I want to spend $500 on a mic. Right now in today's world, you can almost sell a mic with, with for what you bought it for. So you should be okay. Worst case scenario, use something like Facebook Marketplace and someone will pick it up tomorrow. <laughs> so you'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. Certain mics certainly hold their value. The, the part that probably a lot of people don't realize, they think, oh, you and I are talking, we recorded this, we've got a podcast, right? But <clears throat> a lot depend upon how much editing you want to do, how much stuff you want to put into it. There can be a lot of post-production that, that goes into actually getting it to a point where somebody can listen to it on, on iTunes. The good news is <clears throat> we were talking about tools out there. There are now complete services out there that will do that part of it for you. Which And, and then I know at... Uh, Podcast pros, you have, or pod pros, I'm sorry, you have a, you actually even have some SOPs or a service where somebody can actually get kind of the, here's, you know, here's some tools to streamline that. Talk a little bit about your post-production Yeah. So for the longest time, going back to that, that first episode of your show I heard about with JLD talking about getting your hands dirty and learning it all. I learned it all. It was a mess. But when you do that, and you've said this as well, like you're able to, when you know it, you can, you're able to actually sub it out. Like you know what you're doing and you can save a lot of money by knowing these things up front. You don't need to become the best in the world, but if you understand them, it's easier to sub out. So I'm thankful to say just after the second year of my podcast, I don't touch any of that anymore. I don't edit. I don't even have the software on my computer anymore. None of it. And I'm thankful yeah. for that. But it all came from starting from a place of building an SOP, which stands for standard operating procedure. So basically knowing and documenting every step you make along the way. I mean, and I'm a little OCD with this stuff. So I even said like, set up my mic. Like, and after that, make sure that it sounds good. Like every single step. But when I started going through and doing that, I went from being really stressed out and feeling like frantically like, oh no, did I forget anything? Yeah. Did I miss something? Like, what am I doing here? To being very organized of, okay, check, done with that. Check, done with that. And having that available tells you what you can sub out pretty easily. And the way that I always start with that yeah. is I, I put how much time things would take me. So I started on an Excel spreadsheet is what I did. And I'd organize it by the amount of time it was taking me to do stuff. And obviously, the most time-consuming part was editing. So in my mind, the first thing I needed yeah. to sub out was editing because now I'm saving four hours a week by doing that. I was doing a, one episode a week yeah. at that point with my show. But yeah, having all that organized and in one place is so helpful because it tells you this is exactly what I need to do to make it to the next level. Yeah, and you, you know... Obviously, what you just explained is something that is a principle we need to bring to our businesses in general, yes. <laughs> <laughs> every aspect of our business. And and especially, I love the idea of how much time is it taking? Because basically what you're saying is how much money am I losing or how much money am I investing <clears throat> when I could be out you know, networking or doing whatever probably makes me a lot more money. <laughs> so it's a great way to look at it. Let's let's flip the uh, to the other side of the mic, and that is being a guest on podcasts. I'm you know I'm a huge fan of being guests on podcasts. I think today it you know it, it replaced guest blog posting in my mind because you know those guest blog posts just get buried somewhere. Whereas you know I, I can just tell you, Alex, I'm going to promote the crap out of this show, right? Because I want people to listen yeah. to it, right? And I'm going to link to some some resources that you tell me. So you know I think 
being a guest on a podcast is today one of today's best it's audience it's exposure but it's also backlinks too so tell me how you view because i know you have a little experience in matching people so tell me how you view you know you know, not everybody needs to start a podcast. I think you can get a lot of benefit out of podcasting. By yeah, you know, and I, I'm glad you brought that up because earlier we talked about starting a podcast being really important. Yeah. It, it's not for everybody. Like you may, if someone was thinking about it and they're listening, they might be like, you know what? I don't want to do this. But then at least if you have a product, service, something you're trying to get out there, you're a speaker, whatever it might be, a marketer of some sort, right? Uh, get on podcast as a guest. I think it's a huge opportunity. The backlinks alone, as you know, John, are amazing. I mean, when you have a link coming from yep. Apple to you or from Spotify or Amazon coming to your website, that looks good. And we're not going to get into SEO, obviously, yeah. but I think it's a great way to grow your craft. As a matter of fact, I've been telling people recently, John, don't start a podcast until you've been on some. Make sure you like the medium. Yeah. Make sure that you think you can actually add yeah, value. Yeah. Make sure people like to listen to you. Like, Make sure that it works yeah. out for you because that's a good way to test the water. But I think that being a guest on a podcast is so important. But here's what matters. It's not one size fits all. And I'm not saying that some podcasts are better than others, but I'm saying that some podcasts are better for you than for others. Here's the thing. If you like sure. golf, yeah. but you're trying to, to, to ex- explore like SEO marketing, don't go on golf podcasts, right? Unless it's just a hobby <laughs> and you want to do it for fun, fine. But no, you need to find podcasts that are about marketing, but specifically SEO podcasts. And don't look for the biggest one. Like John, it's an honor to be on your show today, but my target is usually shows with under 100 listeners, which maybe sounds crazy, but the way I view a podcast listener is not like social media. I view it as somebody sitting in a seat. And if you told me there's a room right behind you, John, with 100 people sitting in it or 50 people sitting in it that are interested in my exact expertise and topic, I would skip anything else in my life to make sure that I'm there so I can speak to those people. That to me is the power of podcast guesting when you have the right niche in mind. Yeah, and, and, and there are so many shows just like what you described. And in many cases you know, you're going to have a better shot at getting on that show as well, because they, you know, they obviously they want good quality content, I'm assuming, but you know, they're not necessarily having household names on their show as well. So I think that that it could be better time spent for sure. I always like to ask people that are in certain uh, industries, the future question. So (laughs) let's end today with kind of, where do you see this going other than just continued growth? Yeah. So the obvious answer, of course, is continued growth, as you said, but there's a specific reason that I bring that up. And it's because right now we are seeing an influx of marketing dollars hitting podcasting at an unprecedented rate. I mean, it is just flowing into podcasting right now. And along with that, the big players, now we've got Amazon, we've got Google, we've got Spotify, YouTube, just hired. Yeah. LinkedIn. LinkedIn is doing a network right, now. Yeah. So. HubSpot, as you're very familiar with. But <laughs> but YouTube just hired a director of podcast, which is interesting for YouTube. And we actually saw sure. that Netflix got announced as well that they hired a director of podcasting. So we don't know what's coming. But here's the thing. All these big networks, they're focused on the top 500 shows out of everybody. And most of them are celebrities at this yeah. point, right? Like those are the big ones. But all the tools get better for the individual creators because that just drips yeah. down into the entire industry. That's why I think that get being part of podcasting is really, it's going to be the future. And I think we're going to see more and more yeah. great things happen in the industry. So I think it's an exciting time to be on either side of the mic right now. Yeah. So Alex, thanks so much for showing up and uh, at the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast and sharing your expertise. And hopefully we'll uh, run into each other one of these days soon. Out there I'm hoping road. so, John. I really appreciate the time. It was absolutely an honor to be here. Thank you. All right. So that wraps up another episode. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. And you know we love those reviews and comments. And just generally tell me what you think. 
Also, did you know that you could offer the duct tape marketing system, our system to your clients and build a complete marketing, consulting, coaching business, or maybe level up an agency with some additional services? That's right. Check out the Duct Tape Marketing Consultant Network. You can find it at ducttapemarketing.com and just scroll down a little and find that Offer Our System to Your Clients tab.